Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Business in Heels podcast. This is episode 16. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now joining me on today's show is Kerry Ann Nelson. And on the 28th of May in 2014, Carrie Ann returned from working in her family business to find her husband had passed away unexpectedly in their home. And the next day, Carrie Ann asked herself one question Do I let my passion die with him? or do I follow it with everything that I have? She restructured, then sold that family business to pursue her newfound purpose. And now Carrie-Anne is a business process genius using speaking, writing, and events to help business owners follow their passion. And her years in business management, education, events, and team leadership have set Carrie-Anne up for wins in developing business growth systems. Now on today's show, she's going to share how your passion can become routines which revitalize your days. She'll also talk about stop wasting time on work that doesn't work, as well as how to target business growth strategies that give you more bang for your buck and so much more. So welcome to the show, Kerry ann Hello, Anne-Marie. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so looking forward to, to speaking with you. We've met a number of times at various Business and Heels networking events, but your story, your personal story, I mean, as I was reading the show notes and typing them up, my goodness, to find your, your husband, oh my, I just have no idea. Um, yeah, it's just terrible, terrible. It was a really, really horrible day. I have never experienced a shock anything like that i i swear that i had adrenaline just pumping through my veins like for the first probably week and a half i, I was in complete and utter shock it was such mm. a horrible horrible day yeah i mean words could were i couldn't even think of words because you know what but <laughs> now i mean that was 2014 i mean and obviously as you said the next day the one question do i let my passion die with him or do i follow it with everything I have and now 2017 and we we were sharing or talking before we pressed record there's just some incredible things happening in your business and 
And it just is testament to the amazing women, woman that you are, the inner strength that you have, the courage, you know, the courage um, to continue on. And um, it's just so amazing that you can now share that with other women in business as well. So um, thank you for, for being that, that role model for us. Thank you so much. That is such a kind thing to say. I, I'm on a mission. I just, I just want to help people and and help people through in their businesses. Is uh, there's nothing quite like it. Seeing other people's passion come to life. And it, it really was that next day. I was, I um, I'd been keeping some reflective notes in my phone because um, we'd been in a lot of pressure in our small business at that time. Mm. And um, uh, yeah. And so I'd been keeping these reflective notes as a way of just staying connected and, and keeping my own head above water and getting through. And uh, and on that next day, I was reading through those notes and just wondering what on earth is my life about. It was mm-hmm. just so surreal. And I'm reading my own reflections and, you know, just random little things that you think of from time to time, those little pearls that only you need to know. And uh, I was reading through those and I thought, oh, hang on a second. I think, I think this is going to be a book. I'm oh, going to write a book. Wow. And I'm going to encourage people and I'm going to inspire people. I'm going to show them that you actually can do anything. Mm. And, uh, and I realized, no, I'm, you know, I'm only 37. I'm, I've got too many days to, to live still and I'm going to make each one of them count. And so I did decide, no, this is where I really press the go button. Mm. Yeah, and you certainly have. You live. You just live everything that you have said. And thank goodness because now you're on a mission to, to certainly help others. So let's talk about how our passion can really become routines which revitalize our days. Yes, yes. A lot of people in, in business... Uh, I think we put the horse before the cart. Mm-hmm. You know, we have our passion that says, I love making this widget. I love helping people as a coach or as a as a counselor. I love cooking or whatever the thing is, you know, the service or the product that you're providing through your business. Yes. And so we get really busy putting that out there. And, and we love making the sales. We love drawing the clients. We love uh, offering the service. And, um, and we think, yes, I'm in business. This is really great. But unfortunately, if if our business leads from that place of passion where, yes, we're really excited about the core offering of our business, um, what can happen is that we haven't actually built the infrastructure down below those, um, those really vital structures and pillars of our business that will allow us to really thrive in our passion. Mm. So at first, it's really great. You know, most small businesses actually succeed in their first year. I think it's it's over eighty percent. It could even be over ninety. Mm-hmm. They, your first year, you're running on adrenaline. You're running on this awesome hype that yes, I love what I do, and and you, it's great. But then you start to hit that growth point, and there's a tipping point where all of a sudden the admin becomes unsustainable, and the social media might start dropping off a little bit, or the inbox starts to really fill up. And so you start getting really busy trying to keep your head above water with all of the the jobs. That infrastructure that wasn't set up can become an absolute nightmare. So for me, I I help people put the horse in the right order with the car and make sure that we've got those systems in place first. Mm. And and often it means doing a bit of backtracking and uh, cleaning out the 2,000 emails that have, have been built up in your inbox and you know, reconciling those 500 transactions that you haven't dealt with in zero. You know, those sorts mm-hmm. of things. You've got to catch up and 
and set it up in a way that it never happens again. Yeah. And this is really emphasising the importance of not only just working uh, in our business and doing the daily tasks and with clients and all of the, the amazing things that you've shared, which we love to do, but also working on our business and also having a foresight, a vision as to how the business is travelling, how it's growing, and as you said, are the systems in place to enable that growth. And, and Kerri Ann, you've provided some incredible statistics and we'll put all of those in the show notes and we'll share how people can access those because this really validates what you're saying. I mean, whilst businesses, when they're first starting up, they can rock and roll. It isn't until they start to grow that it shows that these systems and structures, and we're going to talk about what they are in a moment, are just so important because otherwise we end up, um, yeah, limiting our growth and we end up just stretching ourselves too thin. And ultimately what happens is our customers are not happy and and then on, on and on it goes. So one of the things that you say is stop wasting time on work that doesn't work. We often get caught up in the busyness and we've said on a number of podcasts and I'm sure here on Business and Heels too, there's almost like a badge of honor now. How are you? Oh, I'm so busy. But being busy is not ne- necessarily productive and working on the right tasks, is it? Yeah, that's exactly right. I often wonder in those sorts of situations, I love my work. I work long hours, so don't get me wrong. When I say I'm busy, I really am. Mm. One thing that I, I'm not doing is spending half an hour looking for a password that wasn't saved properly yes. or, or sifting back through an email because I have to find that invoice that I never actually filed or, you know, those sorts of jobs or, you know, technology that's glitching out because it wasn't actually set up and tested properly in the first place and mm-hmm. those sorts of things where I just think, how much time do we spend on doing those sorts of tasks that make us no money? They take our time away. They lower the value and the quality of the service that we're providing. And the worst thing is that it's creating immeasurable stress. Yes. Uh, and we wonder why, you know, the small business owner burns out after those first few years. If you're in this position where you're you're tied to these jobs that are uh, like a like a bowl of spaghetti, everything's just tangled up, and you you're looking for files and invoices, and it's just uh, yeah. In some of my reading I've done recently, I um I saw that one of the biggest challenges for small business owners is record keeping, and it, it's so dry, you know, it's a, it's almost a boring thing to talk about. Um, but if we're not if we don't have a system for keeping records, for example how much time is lost and, mm-hmm. and potentially money if we don't have the documentation we need there to close the sale or or provide the information. So, yeah, something as simple as record keeping could tie us down and, and allow us to get stuck under that workload instead of flowing by having things on hand ready to go. So I'm all about efficiency and making sure that I'm not a patient person at all. I hate it when things just aren't there where I need them. (laughs) I'd like it right now. (laughs) That's right. And uh, and I know that that's actually a strength in Mm. in my business and how I help people because, you know, we we don't need to be there in that place where we're we're stuck under jobs and say, oh, I worked for 12 hours, but how much of it was just because you lost something or something wasn't set up properly. Yeah, it's so true and it's so empowering when you do set up those systems. I mean, just um, the other day, what I've been doing, well, when I say the other day, I've been building on it. I I love Google Docs and I've got, you know, the tasks that I need to do for or that that my team needs to do and I've got it there in the cloud. So if any of us update it, we don't then have to email people, you know, we've all got access to it, but all of the, the key information is there so that we're not emailing. And I tell you what, 
what? It is so empowering and it takes the stress off. And, and you just need to start though, because sometimes what we do is we make excuses. Oh, I'm just so busy running around. If we don't put aside time to do this, we'll either crash and burn uh, or we'll lose sales and we're leaving money on the table. It, it, we need to schedule time in our diary to do these sorts of things. Get the system set up, yes? Absolutely. I was reading um, uh, an article by Alex Peruse and he's, he's big on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and uh, he was saying that uh, it's one thing to have a passion for your, or your product or your service, your offering. If you've started out in business, you've, we've all got that. The thing that we're doing, we love doing it, you know, that's why mm. we started our business. But he goes further and he says that passion is actually not enough. And he says if we don't have a passion for business itself, then we are going to crash and burn, like you say. Mm. Um, it's, it's one thing to love what you do, but getting behind that and making sure that you've got the systems in place to deliver that product or service in the fastest possible way, uh, at the lowest possible cost, with all that TLC that you want to that you want to invest into that offering, um, all the while making sure it's sustainable. You want that volume to go out in a way that it can continue to go out, and that relies on getting behind the passion for the thing you do, and yeah, and coming back in and building those systems because without it, we we what you're saying is right, and the statistics show yes that. You know, we don't, we cannot make it without getting this stuff right. Yeah. And one of the things that you've shared in your quotes, and of course, we'll continue to share this once the show's gone live. So please go and follow uh, Carrie Ann on, on Twitter and you'll be able to see all of, of those quotes that we're sharing. But you talk about the five steps to business freedom. Now, you've talked about the first one, document. You need to get your systems documented. You need to be able to keep records. You need to be able to keep documentation that you're using. Like, for instance, the process to sign up clients or if you've got various packages, have printouts so that you can hand it to them and you're not having to recreate. You're talking about systematizing. Once you've got a system there, you don't need to work, you know, it, it's streamlined for you. And if you do introduce team, it's easy for them to, to, to run with that as well or they know exactly what they need to do. Let's talk about the other three. I love, love them because they're so important and this helps us free up our time so that we can work on the income producing tasks in our business and the things that we really love. Um, the, the first one I've got, in, in case you want to grab your notes here, Karen, is delegate. This is so important, isn't it? So often we try and do everything ourselves. Oh, my goodness. It's so true. And like you said earlier, we wear it as a badge of honour. Mm. And, uh, and sometimes I think maybe there's a little bit of um, egocentricity in our business where we, uh, we take this false sense of importance um, from being so busy and doing everything. I'm the one who designed that, that letterhead. I'm the one who put that video together. Yeah. And I, I just look and I think you don't need to be the person who does everything. We absolutely, if we can delegate some of those things that, A, are cheaper to get someone else to do so that we've got more of those productive, lucrative hours available for us to deliver our core business offering. Um, but then, uh, oh, where was I? Um, so, yeah, making sure that we're delegating out anything mm. that's cheaper, that's right, for, for someone else to do. But then also making sure that we are then put in that spot where we're ready to deliver. Um, yes. It just it makes so much difference. And let the experts do it. Yes. There are people that are great at graphic design, great mm -hmm. at copywriting, 
we don't need to be in the center of those roles. Yeah, and you know what often I hear feedback from many business owners, and you probably do do, do too, Kerri-Ann, is bookkeeping. I mean, we need to know our figures. I think that's just so important, and, and we can certainly talk about that in a moment. But if, if we don't really enjoy something, if it's not our natural skill or ability, then it's going to take us a lot longer, and we often are not generating the results that someone else who's their passion, say for graphic design or figures, they just love inputting data, go them um you know <laughs> then let them be and you know and then you focus on other things and i think that that's just such a an important reminder let's talk about the next one automate i mean when we start to automate systems and then by a push of a button or something happens and it's delivered i mean that is just so freeing isn't it oh my goodness it really is i love finding new gadgets and new toys and new things <laughs> do you have a favorite um, but, but I am really careful too because mm. I've got my own little team that, that work here. Um, so, and when I say here, I mean I've got two in the Philippines and one, uh, my partner here who helps me on site. So yeah. it's important to remember that I'm not, I'm not a sole operator here. Anything that I take on in the way of automation, yes. um, it needs to be that that's, that's distributed right across my, my team. Yeah. Uh, so I can't just start using a new app or a new widget without, um, without making sure that everyone's across that. So, yeah. Yeah, and so, so to speak a little bit about that, because this is so important, I mean, obviously, when you do have a um, team, whether they're virtual or in, in person in, in your office, to be able to speak, is it something that you have a meeting to say, well, look, I, I see these various aspects that we could really automate those. I'm thinking of this particular app or whatever it might be. Do you kind of bring them in into the decision making? How do you, What's the process you follow? It depends on the decision. There are some things I will arbitrarily decide we are now using this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you know, if I see a really great app, for example, yes, only, no, two days ago, I found a, a software called Animoto, which is a, oh, a, I love a, that a one. thing to make videos. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, there you go. We, we are now going to do this. And so, I've, you know, I've got a little um, system set up that after every event, we're going to make a little promo video. And so I, I showed all of my team. And I said, here's the software, here's the features that are really attractive to me. Um, so I want you all to have a play around with it for a little while and then go ahead and, uh, and now I've delegated that task out to my assistant. So yeah. we've got a, a really great little video that's, uh, that's going to be out soon. <laughs> so yeah. you know, so those are, there are some things I will just decide. Um, there are others that I'll ask uh, in my team. So at the start of the year with the venue that we're running, we had a, a really chronic problem mm. that I didn't have a system set up for bookings properly and uh, we were working just out of Google Calendar getting the first few bookings in and uh, just out of Word documents that we had templates made up and and uh, you know it was it was a disaster it didn't take too long for me to realize that no Google Calendar is not booking software mm -hmm. and this is just not going it's not giving me that what I need and so I put it back out to our, to our team um, I only had one assistant and at that time and, uh, and of course, my partner Rod here at the site. And I said, okay, over this next week, we have to find a solution. Uh, let's all just have a look at some, at some booking software and see what we can come up with. So, um, yeah, so my assistant actually, uh, amazingly, she's so gorgeous, she found um, uh, the software that we're using now. We actually use a, a timely calendar to do all of our bookings mm -hmm. and that um, sends that email there. And then we use Podio to uh, gather client data, and uh, and in Podio there's a functionality that you can have uh, you can create a survey, and so that's where we uh, send that out to the clients as part of our first email in the email sequence, 
get all the data back and then it's and it's there it's uh, it interfaces directly there's no double handling of the information yes. so you know, that was that was an example of a, a way where sometimes I'll arbitrarily just decide and get everyone across it other times it's collaborative it depends on the need and and mm. yeah yeah. Going with it. And you just really pulled in the next step of the five steps to business freedom, which was outsourcing. Now, wouldn't it, I can imagine that having that team member that went out that researched it, came back with the information so that you could then review everything, discuss it with the team and then make a decision. I mean, if you had to do that, as well as all the management and as well as all the client work and everything, you just wouldn't be able to sleep, you know. So isn't it great to be able to have team members that you can lean on support and get support and outsource things to, yes? Oh my goodness! It, it is the lifeblood of my mm. business. Um, she, Bianca, my my first assistant, um, she is absolutely incredible. Um, I, I, the way that she started was in uh, manuals. I've got a, a document um, that's called her routine, mm -hmm. and uh, her routine would literally take her the first four or five hours of the day. So, all of the social media stuff I do, managing of the emails, checking over the bookings, blah blah blah, those sorts of tasks that I've set up the system for it, each one of those um, those tasks have got their own um, list of instructions so yes. that it, it's literally click here, log in, here's the logins, click here, do this, insert that, insert photo, paste, you know, whatever the instruction, it's literally down to the click mm -hmm. is, um, is, how, is how tight my manuals are. And so anyway, that's how I started with her. And, um, you know, I spent the first few weeks going through every step and, Skyping and uh, making sure that she was sharing screens and making sure that she was on board, and uh, and there are some days I literally don't even speak with her now. I yeah. there, I don't need to talk to her. She mm -hmm. just goes ahead and does her thing, and uh, it's just I see oh that email was sent fabulous and yeah it's just, she's just great. But now I've got her to the point because the manuals are so tight and so consistent, and the way that I create the systems um, is so great that not only am I outsourcing all of those tasks that I've documented for her. But better than that, she now makes my manuals. So oh. <laughs> she, she, she understands how the manual works. Mm -hmm. Here's the name of the task. Here's a little one-line description. This manual is to create a video in Animoto is one that she's working on now. And, uh, and then she'll go ahead and, and uh, off you go. And she'll, she'll screenshots, step-by-step instructions. And uh, so I'll look out for that, you know, by the end of next week. And uh, she'll have that all set up and ready. So... I'm at the point now and it's such a wonderful feeling to be here oh. where I say, can you please document this procedure? We're going to use this a lot and we'll mm -hmm. probably end up outsourcing this entire thing of making videos as an example. So we'll actually start selling is what I'm saying. That will become an offering that we sell mm -hmm. as an outsource service through our place, Melbourne. So, yeah, so I'm like, yeah, this is worth documenting really, really tight. So, yeah, she's making my manuals now. So I'm... I'm outsourcing the systemization. It's fabulous. Yeah, it, it is. And it's fantastic. And, you know, it really does confirm the importance of spending time and training and mentoring and giving whatever feedback is required at the front end because it empowers the team. They know what they need to do, what's expected of them and at what level, uh, you know, she or he is, is working to and what you expect. And then eventually you can step away. And it's so worth it, even though it may up front require of your time 
time. I mean, how often, even in big business, even in corporate, you see leaders that go, well, here's the job description, or maybe they don't even have one. A lot of organizations, sadly, good luck kind of thing. And that's one of the most disempowering and or things that can happen. And of course, it's going to impact on productivity, which ultimately impacts um, profitability. Now, one of the statistics in the, um, the, the, the information that you shared, Carrie Ann, and again, this is going to be on the show notes and we'll let everyone know how they can access it. We're saying that figures show that the percentage of small businesses that fail is on the rise, sadly. Their owners are struggling with issues such as um, record keeping, which we've mentioned already, cash flow and strategic planning. And one of the things that you were wanting to share more insights around was targeting business growth strategies that give you more bang for your buck. So if we're not planning strategically, I mean, one of the strategic plans we really need to have in place is what is the best growth strategy for our business and, and underpinning that's marketing and, and so forth. Often there's no real plan behind it, is it? It's a lot of ad hoc, which really doesn't build momentum for us. Let's speak a bit more about this. Oh my goodness, absolutely. We need to have a really clear view and understanding of where we sit in the marketplace and how our offering is meeting a genuine need. Mm. It's one thing to say that I'm really great at making birthday cakes, but if I don't know the sort of birthday cakes that my target market wants, then I'm not going to be able to sustain a really great business. Yeah. So those sort of really fundamental basics, I think we get wrong. And there's a little bit of trial and error, absolutely, uh, but there's a whole bunch of um, uh, time and money that it can be spent in not having a plan in the first place and mm-hmm. time and money lost. Yes. So doing that research, literally asking around. We're so connected on social media now. You could put a poll up in Facebook, uh, you know, around 30 different business groups over the course of two or three weeks and just see what comes in. Get around, ask people in your circle, what's your biggest challenge? What sort of birthday cake would you like? Mm -hmm. Just have the conversation. And then, of course, backing up and and then having a look if there's data in your your industry, like some of the stuff that um, that you're referring to that I've pulled together, is so that I understand, right, I know I'm really great at systems. I just am. I can make a manual for anything. That's fabulous. Mm -hmm. Um, But then where does that sit in the broader context of the marketplace? And that has to come from me really knowing the the pain point, as we all hear, the fears or frustrations of the people who are actually going to be paying us to solve those problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we don't nail that, we can be the best cake maker in the world. We can make the best manuals in the world. You know, we can deliver amazing events. But if we're not actually really targeting exactly how we help people, it's not what we're giving that gives us value. It's what people are getting Mm -hmm. from us. Yes. So we need to do that research and understand what problem am I actually solving? Who am I solving it for? And what is it worth to them really? Mm. Yeah, because otherwise, you know, if the client or our ideal client is far and few between and there's far more time span in between being able to secure clients, I mean, as you said earlier, we will find ourselves out of business. So we really do need, it can be a very small market, but if that market is investing and they're regularly coming back like cakes, you know, they might have a birthday cake and then another milestone birthday and then there's a wedding and then there's, you know, lots of different celebrations. And if you're really able to target a niche, like it might be a special cake kind of cake you know or whatever I'm not into making cake so I don't know (laughs) but you know what I mean you can really then even though it is a smaller target market it could be one that's still very lucrative but you have to do that that research otherwise you again could create a product or a service that no one really wants 
There's a book, uh, there's a book called The Long Tail by Chris Anderson. Mm -hmm. And I suggest that if you're in a niche business and, uh, and particularly now everyone needs to be online, even if you've got a bricks and mortar shop front or, you know, really hands on sort of delivery that you're offering, you still need to be online. It's just that simple. And the internet made everything free. It made everything accessible. It made niches become a really, really viable business strategy. So mm. yeah, I agree with what you're saying. It, you don't need to have a, uh, a product or service that meets every single person's um, need. You need to have something that is so pointy that people can't help but see the value and, and they know that even if it's a small market, they know that that offering is so valuable that they will pay. And yes. they will tell their friends. Mm -hmm. so, I remember years ago. I mean, I'm I'm talking probably about a decade ago. I remember reading a an example about a dentist who um, in the US, and they qualified, they were certified, and they went out into the big wide world of business. But what they did was they really specialised. They niched in pediatric uh, dentistry, but in a real like with the real difficult problems. Now, what happened was they built such a a level of expertise out there in the industry that pretty much a lot of dentists throughout the US would refer to this niche dentist. So he built the relationships, you know, and with the, with with other dentists and so forth, so that they became referral partners. But that's what happened. They soon became known in the industry because they niched down so much, rather than going, well, anyone who's got teeth, we can help. And that's really what you're talking about, isn't it? Exactly. That's exactly right. We've, we've done a, a comparable thing here um, in our venue at our place. There, it, there's not another space like it. Yeah, you know, yeah. a lot of people go for bigger, better, more with, the, with, the, uh, with venues. Um, and yet I know for me, I am building my business with workshops. That I, I'm very happy to have, you know, 10 to 20 people in my workshop. That's a perfect size for me. Yes. I'm, I'm a trained teacher, so I just want my classroom back. Mm -hmm. You know, so I've set up this venue so that it is, um, it's gorgeous. It's stylish. Uh, it's uh, really quite very reasonably priced. Uh, and so, yeah, you won't find a venue like it. And there are some people who ring and they say, "Oh, it's only this small. Oh, you don't have mm -hmm. have catering, for example." And uh, and I think. Yeah, no, we don't. That's not what we offer. And I love that because yes. immediately I, I've defined my target market are people that are very similar to me. They're mm -hmm. wanting to run their networking events. They're wanting to run their workshops um, or, or have a small place that they can book out for the day and just, you know, run their one-on-one -on -one sessions. Or, or that's here. But what we don't do uh, immediately cuts out all those those other parts of the market that I don't need to worry about, I don't need to promote to, I don't need to network with, I don't need to reach them. Mm -hmm. So it makes time so much more effective in when I know what I'm building. Yes. And so many business owners sadly feel uh, fearful that if they're lessening their market, so to speak, you know, and closing the door to certain clients, that it's going to really minimise their business. But actually the opposite happens. You exactly. really do end up, even though at the beginning maybe it takes a little while, but once you really get that right and, you know, your service that you're providing, your clients would just absolutely get that you get them. They feel connected because you do. You really understand them. So all of the, the peripheral things, the whole experience you create is just so incredible. They'll start to recommend you and that's what happens. It just builds that momentum. Um, yeah, and so that happens, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I like to say by knowing how to say no and who to say no to, it leaves room for more the, for better quality yeses. Mm. I say yes to the sort of person that I know I can serve the best. 
You know, I, I don't I don't need to be doing um, business process stuff with big corporate companies. I absolutely know that that's available and I could go there. But no, my passion is actually for small business. I know in the industry that there's a there's an absolute screaming need for this service that mm -hmm. I can support people in building out their infrastructure. So I get to say no to all of those other people so that I can say yes to the ones that I genuinely love helping and who really need it most. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, a wonderful role model. You do what you say and you, you recommend uh, your clients do as well, which is fabulous. So, Carrie ann share a little bit more about, you know, Our Place Melbourne and, and also, of course, too, about your business and how you can help people and the best way for them to contact you. Yes, I, I make myself very stalkable. I'm very easy to stalk. So if you remember my name is Kerry Ann Nelson and you pop me into Google, you will absolutely find me anywhere. Yes. Um, I, I am on Facebook a lot uh, and so really easy to find me. So my, my business page is called Kerry Ann Nelson and then my personal profile is just Kerry Nelson. So you'll be able to find me there. That that really is the easiest way. You can email and all that. But, but um, yeah, so I actually have two businesses. Uh, I've got the venue which was actually an accidental sort of a business really because I wanted a venue to run my own workshops and uh, and host my events and so I, I didn't I, I wanted the convenience and I thought no I want to flip this back around there's there's I know there are other people like me because mm -hmm. I'm friends with other speakers and facilitators so I know that right there I can provide a space that if it suits me and I, I'm all teched up to the hilt and I've got my my um uh, big screen I've got my great sound you know I knew what I wanted, and so I am my own target market, yes. uh, and so it, and we we have really great reviews. So so I do have a bricks and mortar sort of a business where people come and run their events here and lease the space here at our place Melbourne. But I actually did set that business up so that I could be running my um my business process workshops and making sure that I'm I'm offering the support to the small business owner who's who's they're their own bottleneck. You know they're at that tipping point. They're starting to get snowed under. And I'm like, oh, you've been in it for a few years. Let's mm. get you over the line to get you up past that five-year mark because you, you're really going to soar from there. But, uh, yeah, so two different two different businesses that they really do hold hands. Um, but it's wonderful to do what I do. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, the accidental niche and, and creating uh, something that you needed in your business and that you wanted to do and then monetizing it and, and really being able to uh, give back. I mean, that's just in, incredible. And, of course, you know who your ideal client is and you know the space that um, your ideal client is looking for. And, of course, it's their setup for them who really want to build that and create that intimate workshop. It sounds like um, Our Place Melbourne is a place to go. Yeah, we say it's really easy to fill. It's a really if you even have five people at a workshop, yes, um, it, it's a it's a really successful event. You don't need a lot of people here, and then what you do with that event, of course, is up to you and the value you pack in. Yeah. So yeah, so I've got. Can I share about my workshop that I'm running next year? Why not? Absolutely. Great. So I've been I've been a bit slow and steady with this one because a I'm really mindful of the need for structure, and I don't want to launch this series of workshops without having the structure to uh, to support. Um, so uh, I've got everything being set up here in the back end, you know, in my Google Drive, exactly mm -hmm. like you. So it's all good to go. Uh, but secondly, because I have been um, setting up Our Place Melbourne again, which is a, a structural thing that I needed to have the venue set up, the website running smoothly. But next year on the 31st of January, I'll be launching my first Business Like a Boss workshop. And, and that workshop is a four-hour workshop. Uh, it's the first Wednesday uh, back when all the kids are back at school. 
and um, yeah, and we'll be spending four hours working through that very that very process. Uh, document, systemize, delegate, automate, outsource. Wonderful. So we'll, we'll be going through those five steps and, and actually looking in a really practical way. How do we actually do that? Yes. I, um, I spent the first part of, uh, part of this year doing a lot of motivational speaking and stacks of blogging about um, unicorns and rainbows. And I, I really am like that. I just think the world's a wonderful place. And I was really in that sort of motivation, inspiration place. And I started to realize I was really doing a disservice because people would ask, but how? How do you follow your passion? How do you make, you know, that dream life come true? And I realized that I wasn't actually delivering what I do. See, what I've done mm. from the time that I, um, that I lost my husband and got very, very busy rebuilding and restructuring with the, with the same sort of plans that we're discussing here today. Yes. I, I, that's how I follow my passion. So when people say how... I realize it's like I'm walking them across to a cliff and then I'm saying, you can fly. But if they actually jumped, they <laughs> wouldn't know how. Mm. And so for me, this is such a massive passion project because I am answering the how question for the small business owners that are really feeling buried under their workload. So, uh, yeah, four hours to go through that process of learning how to set up your processes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, that is just so incredible because, yeah, there are people, I mean, I love systems too, and we could geek out on systems all day. I mean, I tell you, there's so much, they are liberating. I mean, I remember one of my mentors from many years ago, she would say systems are liberating and they absolutely are. But for some people, they just can't really map that out. So this sounds like an incredible workshop. There could be some hands-on stuff so that you can really map out, this is what I need to create. And from the incredible value that you've just shared today, on the podcast here, Kerri-Ann. I know that that four hours, my goodness, people are just going to be blown away. And again, to find out more, I guess, just search for Kerri-Ann Nelson on uh, any of the, the social media profile, put her in Google. And I'm sure once those workshops are um, open for registration, they'll be they able to find now. that. They're open now. They're yes. open now. Great. Yep, absolutely. So yep, 31st of January. If you go to uh, kerriannelson.com, uh, click on the events tab and it's it's there ready to go. So get your spot. I don't want to have 30 people here. I, I really want to spend the time with a good 10 or 20 people because the sort of detail that we get down to in these workshops means mm. that I do need to limit the spots. I'll be going through how I write my manuals and then I'll be showing you what that might look like with your social media strategy, mm -hmm. with your um, inbox management, uh, with your MailChimp automations, with your promo, that sort of stuff. So how to do what I do, how to write these manuals that allow you to delegate and then what that looks like in terms of applying and, and you start to see, oh, my goodness, mm -hmm. I can do with this sort of a system and you'll know how to set it up for yourself or, of course, I can help you later. But, yeah, you yeah. need to learn what this looks like in the back end and it will absolutely transform the way that you do your business. So, yeah, register for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Carrie-Anne, it has been an absolute treat speaking with you today. Uh, love the work that you're doing. Your passion just shines through. I mean, what an incredible inspiration you are for women in business, not just here in Australia but all over the world who I'm sure are going to get to, um, to experience and hear your insights on the show. So thank you once again for coming on the show. 
Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. You are an inspiration too. What you've built out in these past few years is mind-blowing. So oh, I know I'm. we're singing from the same song sheet, you know. Yeah. It's really a pleasure to be here today. Oh, fabulous. So, again, this does bring us to the end of another show. Please do reach out to Kerry Ann. Book yourself in for one of the events that she's got coming up as from next year. And, of course, for those of you who are catching up on the show, I'm sure that she's running many of those um, throughout the year. So please register, get yourself in there and really get the support you need to build the systems that will build, allow you to build your business. Now, if this is the very first time that you are joining us here on the Business and Heels podcast, please remember to go over and subscribe to the show either on Apple Podcasts or one of the Google Play apps if you're on Android. And you can do that and access all of the links. We'll put all of the links to Kerry and uh, her social media profiles and website on the show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash B-I-H 16, ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash BIH16 and of course a lot of the various business and heels um, events that are coming up you know we're talking online and of course we've got Facebook and all of the other great groups that they have but come on down to one of the uh, in-person events that are run all across Australia we'd love to meet you see you later Kerry Ann thank you bye Hi, this is Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to this podcast interview and have often thought how awesome it would be to have your very own podcast so you can change the world with your message while become known as an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where I share the key things you need to know to stand out, be heard and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you access to my podcast production workflow checklist, where I share what I do step by step to create a podcast. I'm also going to give you access to a checklist of no cost and low cost tools to get you started. To access my podcasting with purpose mini training, go to www.annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training.